The Bible Study Podcast, episode 255. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of 2 Samuel with chapter 13. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. So last two weeks, we saw David sinning with Bathsheba. Then we saw him being found out by God and having to suffer the consequences. But that isn't the end of the consequences, as you may remember, as David was told. 2 Samuel 13. In the course of time, Amnon, son of David, fell in love with Tamar, the beautiful sister of Absalom, son of David. Amnon became so obsessed with his sister Tamar that he made himself ill. She was a virgin, and it seemed impossible for him to do anything to her. Now Amnon had an advisor named Jonadab, son of Shimea, David's brother. Jonadab was a very shrewd man. He asked Amnon, Why do you, the king's son, look so haggard morning after morning? Why won't you tell me? Amnon said to him, I'm in love with Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Go to bed and pretend to be ill, Jonadab said. When your father comes to see you, say to him, I would like my sister Tamar to come and give me something to eat. Let her prepare the food in my sight so that I may watch her and then eat it from her hand. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. When the king came to see him, Amnon said to him, I would like my sister Tamar to come and make some special bread in my sight, so I may eat from her hand. David sent word to Tamar at the palace, Go to the house of your brother Amnon and prepare some food for him. So Tamar went to the house of her brother Amnon, who was lying down. She took some dough, kneaded it, made the bread in his sight, and baked it. Then she took the pan and served him the bread, but he refused to eat. Send everyone out of here, Amnon said. So everyone left him. Then Amnon said to Tamar, Bring the food here into my bedroom, that I might eat from your hand. And Tamar took the bread she had prepared and brought it to her brother in his bedroom. But when she took it to him to eat, he grabbed her and said, Come to bed with me, my sister. No, my brother, she said to him, Don't force me. Such a thing could not be done in Israel. Don't do this wicked thing. What about me? Where could I get rid of my disgrace? And what about you? You would be like one of the wicked fools in Israel. Please speak to the king. He will not keep me from being married to you. But he refused to listen to her. And since he was stronger than she, he raped her. Then Amnon hated her with intense hatred. In fact, he hated her more than he had loved her. Amnon said to her, get up and get out. No, she said to him, sending me away would be a greater wrong than what you have already done to me. But he refused to listen to her. He called his personal servant and said, get this woman out of my sight and bolt the door after her. So his servant pulled her out and bolted the door after her. She was wearing an ornate robe, for it was the kind of garment the virgin daughters of the king wore. Tamar put ashes on her head and tore the ornate robe she was wearing. She put her hands on her head and went away, weeping aloud as she went. Her brother Absalom said to her, Has that Amnon, your brother, been with you? Be quiet for now, my sister. He is your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. And Tamar lived in her brother Absalom's house, a desolate woman. When King David heard all this, he was furious, and Absalom never said a word to Amnon, either good or bad. He hated Amnon because he had disgraced his sister Tamar. Now, remember, several chapters ago, I mentioned how many different wives David had and how that was going to cause some problems. So we have Tamar, who is the sister of Absalom. Well, she is, of course, also the sister of Amnon, as we get in this story. But she would be half-sister of Amnon and full-sister of Absalom, probably from the way this is worded. And so Amnon gets this fixation with his half-sister, leading to the point, finally, where he lays a trap for her and ends up raping her. Whether that was his intention the whole time, 
isn't completely clear, but certainly his intentions were not good. His intentions were evil, and he carries out this evil deed against her and then makes it even worse because he doesn't marry her, but instead he rejects her. Now he hates her as much as he loved her before. Well, of course, he never really loved her. He lusted after her, and it's not the same thing. And Amnon has now made himself an enemy, and that is his brother Absalom. He's also offended the king, of course, because this is the sort of thing that would offend the king. What he's done is terrible. What he's done is very wrong. And it does not do any good for the reputation of David and his family. It continues, two years later, when Absalom's sheep shearers were at Baal Hazor, near the border of Ephraim, he invited all the king's sons to come there. Absalom went to the king and said, your servant has had shearers come. Will the king and his attendants please join me? No, my son, the king replied, all of us should not go. We would only be a burden to you. Although Absalom urged him, he still refused to go, but gave him his blessing. Then Absalom said, if not, please let my brother Amnon come with us. The king asked him, why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him, so he sent with him Amnon and the rest of the king's sons. Absalom ordered his men, listen, when Amnon is in high spirits from drinking wine, and I say to you, strike Amnon down, then kill him. Don't be afraid. Haven't I given you this order? Be strong and brave. So Absalom's men did to Amnon what Absalom had ordered. Then all the king's sons got up, mounted their mules, and fled. While they were on their way, the report came to David, Absalom has struck down all the king's sons, not one of them is left. The king stood up, tore his clothes, and lay down on the ground, and all his attendants stood by with their clothes torn. But Jonadab, son of Shemaiah, David's brother, said, My lord should not think they killed all the princes, only Amnon is dead. This has been Absalom's expressed intention ever since the day Amnon raped his sister Tamar. My lord, the king should not be concerned about the report that all the king's sons are dead. Only Amnon is dead. Meanwhile, Absalom had fled. Now the man standing watch looked up and saw many people on the road west of him coming down the side of the hill. The watchman went and told the king, I see men in the direction of Harunaim on the side of the hill. Jonadab said to the king, See the king's sons have come. It has happened just as your servants said. After he finished speaking, the king's sons came in, wailing loudly. The king, too, and all his attendants wept very bitterly. Absalom fled and went to Tamai, son of Amahud, the king of Geshur. But King David mourned many days for his son. After Absalom fled and went to Geshur, he stayed there three years. And King David longed to go to Absalom, for he was consoled concerning Amnon's death. And so Absalom gets his revenge against his half-brother for what he has done to his sister, and he kills him. He has his men kill him. Now, this is to some extent David's fault too, because David allowed the crime that Amnon did, and apparently, so far as we can see, there was no justice brought. There was nothing that was done to Amnon to bring justice to the situation, and so it festers with Absalom. And David has a weakness when it comes to his sons. He mourns for one as well as the other. He loves them, but he also did not, in this case, do right by his daughter. And so Absalom takes justice into his own hands and kills his brother. And this is made even worse for David because David's initial report that he gets is, all your sons are dead. Well, obviously not all of them because Absalom is the one who's supposed to have killed them, and that's the son of David. But all of the other sons he's been told are dead. Did you notice that the one 
who brings the news and says, no, 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 it's not going to be that case, is the same Jonadab who was the troublemaker in the first place who basically helps put Amnon in the situation that causes him to rape his sister. He's the one who makes up the lie that traps Tamar in the house of Amnon. Jonadab is crafty, but his character has to be called into question because of his actions in the previous part of the chapter. But finally, they look in the distance, they see the dust, and they know that all the king's sons, except Amnon, are safe. Absalom flees, and David again is torn between these two sons, the one dead who he mourns, and the one now in exile who he also mourns. But this is not the end of the story with Absalom. And we'll see that as we continue this story next week. For now, that's where we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or to leave a comment on the episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.